Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to... Oh, you know what? I can't, I can't do this voice. I... I thought I could get away with the show, uh, trying a different voice, but I really can't. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. The show is called The Last Word, and you're listening to 93.3 CFMU. A little story about myself. The reason why I do uh, these voices um, is that there are times when I get nervous, and there are times when I'm not confident. I'm not completely confident <laughs> what I'm saying. I'll make these voices, and uh, I'll give you a little story about it. So the, when I was working on my co-op term... Um, uh, two years ago, it was in Burlington, and I, so I was talking to my coworker, and we just, you know, having fun, and then I was talking normally, and then my supervisor comes by, and he's like, hey, Vish, and I swear to God, my voice switched to, yes, sir, uh-huh, because he wanted to just get some uh, drawings reviewed, and he wanted to get, he make sure the work was done by the end of the day, and um, I my voice completely switched over to this high pitched voice, and then I'm looking towards. Um, I went once he pat my supervisor went away. I look towards my coworker and he's like, "Dude, what just happened?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "Your voice just like it just switches when he comes around," and so I wanted to test this. So the next day I went into his office. I wanted to make sure that I, I speak in a low pitched voice, and I go into his office with my drawings in hand. I wanted to get reviewed, and uh, the moment I walk in. Um, he's like, hey, Vish, what's up? I swear to God. It went into, yes, um, hey, Mike, um, I just want to get these drawings reviewed. And I just want to know what you think about it. And that was it. I Since then, I'm still trying to work on it. I, I've been trying to work on it. And hopefully, it's been getting better. But anyway, thank you so much uh, for tuning in to uh, the show. Um, so a little bit, a little bit about myself. My name is Vishal. I'm going to be your host for the next six months, and I am really excited to bring the show to you guys. This is my first ever show on a radio station, and so I'm an international student from Dubai. I've been in Mac for the last six years, and it's been a great journey so far. So the reason why I wanted to come up with the show was so I could um, pretty much share my experiences and my guest experiences with uh with you guys uh this show is mainly aimed towards first year students second year students basically younger students who are coming to university so that they can so so they can learn the lessons we learned when we were in university um so yeah that was about it and the message i want to send to the show is that have the courage to laugh in the face of adversity we're we're always going to have challenges we're always going to have problems in our life they're not going to just magically stop and through the show i plan on I plan on encouraging people to still smile in the face of adversity. People don't often, um, when you talk to them, they don't often talk, to, uh, they don't talk about their obstacles they face or the challenges they face. They only talk about the good stuff. Oh, I had a co-op term at Google. Oh, I had a great co-op term at Microsoft. But I don't think they'll ever mention uh, the fact that they have been through some tough stuff and they've been through a lot of struggle to get to the point they're at, they're at right now. And this is exactly the point of the show. Um, we're all going to have challenges in life, and, we, and we're all going to die anyway, so we might as well just have fun while we're at it, right? Um, but yeah, so I, let's get started. Um, I want to introduce my first guest for the day. Um, he is a McMaster student, and um, he's been at Mac for the last seven years, and he's a mechatronics engineering student. Uh, 
He's been a former varsity athlete for rugby for the last three years. He's had two separate co-op terms in USA and Switzerland. So without further ado, please help me welcoming Dylan Mulcahy. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks so much, man. Thanks so much for coming up. Um, so how was your morning so far? Uh, it, it honestly wasn't great. It was uh, touch and go even coming here today. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I made it and I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Did you have your uh, morning coffee, tea yet? Uh, I'm not a coffee guy. But not a coffee guy? Yeah, but I'm feeling awake now. Would you like some coffee and tea right now? Because <laughs> there, there isn't any anyway, so I don't know why, why I just asked that. <laughs> I don't know why I just asked that. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. So before we get into the nitty gritty, um, why don't you tell us about your experience um, before coming to Mac? Um, why you picked engineering and why you picked Mac in the first place? Uh, yeah, so so just a little bit about myself. Uh, as you said, I'm seventh year at Mac. Uh, I'm originally from Newmarket, Ontario, right. born and raised. Uh, came to Mac in 2013, and uh, yeah, from a f- pretty large family, family of four. Uh, yeah, I grew up in Newmarket my entire life, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what made you, what were the things you did? Like, what were your hobbies when you were growing up? Like, what made you want to pick engineering? Uh, I always had a pretty um, inventive imagination. Right. I, I was always kind of thinking about inventions and things like that uh, when I was a kid. So it just sort of seemed like a natural fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wanted to do something that could help people and really had a big impact on the world. And engineering seemed to be that sort of fit for me. Definitely, so. right. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, You've been a Mac for the last seven years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a we had a it's a bit of an inside joke, but I don't want to I don't, <laughs> don't want to mention it. But uh, so tell us what you experienced so far in Mac. Any highs and lows you've experienced uh, to get wait, to get to where you're right now? You can first talk about the good stuff, like you know where everyone knows about, mm-hmm. like on the surface, and then we can get into the things that you don't tell people a lot, you don't tell a lot of people about, and they're not aware. Yeah, okay. fair. Um, so basically, I've been at Mac for seven years, and when people initially hear that, they kind of joke about it a bit. They're like, oh, seven years? Like, right. are, are you getting your PhD? Are you in your master's? Like, nope, no, I'm still in my undergrad. Um, it's kind of been a long and complicated story, so I'll try and give you the brief story of it. Right. To start off, basically, um, I started in first year general, went into mechatronics, or sorry, I went into mechanical engineering. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much. Um, I was also playing uh, varsity rugby at this point, right. and I got a concussion. So from this concussion, uh, it basically set me back about six months. Uh, I I was out of school, a lot of uh, symptoms, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And then I came back, uh, back to school, switched programs into, uh, I should have been third year mechanical engineering, switched into second year mechatronics. Uh, I came into my fourth year when I was looking for co-ops. Uh, basically what happened was I got a really lucky opportunity uh, to go work in Zurich, Switzerland Mm -hmm. for about six months. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I did that, and then I took another term off uh, to go work in the States. I was really lucky, got to travel around, got to do a bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's basically – that's the – my go-to when somebody asks me about my seven years, mm-hmm. um, quite frankly, it leaves out a lot of the nuances and a lot of the um, details, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's uh, a method to, to keep people at bay, almost. Right. Um, so the, the truth is that 
really, I've had a lot of setbacks mm-hmm. on my journey yeah. um, in, in terms of mental health, really. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's something that a lot of people don't know about me and I don't really express mm-hmm. very openly to people right. because there is a stigma and there is a judgment. Um, e- even coming on the show today, it was, it was really, I had to do a lot of soul searching and there's a lot of work that mm-hmm. was put into actually getting here, right. not just in the physical sense, but in the um, emotional development sense. Right. Uh, yeah. So basically what actually happened, uh, was I did get a concussion in second year, but what that was linked with was a, um, a bipolar episode. Right. So, uh, if, if for some of the listeners, if they don't know what bipolar disorder is, it's basically a, um, it's a mood disorder mm-hmm. that is characterized by long periods of highs and long periods of lows. Uh, meaning um, the highs would be something like a a euphoric feeling almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm not a doctor and I'm not really good at defining medical terms or anything like that. I'm just somebody that's kind of gone through it. So this is not in any way a technical definition. Right. Um, But yeah, basically uh, there's highs that start um, often triggered by stress, lack lack of sleep, stuff like that. And then inevitably deep, dark lows Mm -hmm. um, where it's, characterized by depression and things of that nature. Um, But yeah, basically um, that happened in my second year. And then after recovering from that, after about a year or two long process, it happened again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I've been dealing with since I was 14. Wow. Um, is, yeah. Crazy. yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. At such a young age when you're going through that. It's just, you're coming to terms with so that you're growing up and then now you're dealing with with, with bipolar it's just that you're just wondering where these emotions are coming from and then and then you are officially diagnosed uh at a, at a hospital yeah right yeah okay. a, f- a fairly young age um and the thing is when i when i was first diagnosed it was around 2008 mm-hmm. uh that's 11 years ago now right so it well, was, what was your first reaction when the doctor first told you about it, it? it's terrifying it's honestly terrifying. Did you know about it before? Uh, oh no, I, I had I had no information on it really. Mm-hmm. I didn't know much about it or anything surrounding how, what to expect. Mm-hmm. It's a very isolating feeling, right? Um, and I think that's what really causes the most pain in the disorder mm-hmm. is the fact that you 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 go through these really high periods right. and you feel this sort of shame and embarrassment because of it mm-hmm. uh because what you may have done or what you might have uh been involved with um mm-hmm. when you were in your sort of almost delusional state right and then when you go into the depressive state it's just pure uh <laughs> depression <laughs> so it's it's really hard to connect with people mm-hmm. um and talk about it right so yeah yeah. So, you, what was what would you say was your hardest part through this whole phase? It, it's it's just that the isolation. The isolation. Just the fact that you have to go around and put on a face that you're fine when not. no, when deep down it really sucks. Like there there have been times at Mac where I've I've been walking around and everything seems hunky dory and and all all on the up and up but exactly it's yeah. everyone's trying to just portray the best image of themselves you know it's the stigma still there because people don't want to i still have friends who don't want to still open up open up about their the things they're going through yeah. um 
and I can't say for sure they're going through it, but I can I can I can get hints of it. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's sad to watch them just you know live through life and not talk not tell anyone about it. Well, and it's it's tough. It um, is tough. Yeah, and it's it's it, it's not something to to sit here and say I can talk about it right now, so other people should too. Yeah. It, it's a very personal thing, and yeah. everybody needs to approach it at their own angle and be able to talk about it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I hope by just coming out here today that it, it helps somebody. Um, course, yeah. Not not even do that, but just feel more comfortable with it yeah. and, and sort of normalizes it. Because, um, yeah, it, it, it is something that sucks and it's brought me to really dark places. Mm-hmm. But those dark places have brought me somewhere that I wouldn't have gotten to without it. If right. that makes sense. So you're, in a way, you're grateful. Yeah. Because you've learned a lot from it. At the same time, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah in the moment, it sucks. Problems like these, when situations like these, they seem like, a, I mean, they are a big deal in the moment. Mm-hmm. But when you look back at it, like in retrospective, you're like, that was just a phase in life. It really, it really teaches people how to grow from it. Um, until this, um, there was a time when I used to sympathize with people, you know, when they're going through hard times, when they're going through difficult times, and I should be like, why, why does, you know, why, why does it happen to such, why does, why do such things happen to such good people? But now I've come to realize that I think it's a good thing because it really teaches everyone, because you, you can help to a certain extent, mm-hmm. but the person who's going through this stuff will have to do the heavy, heavy, heavy lifting um, at some point by themselves. And it just really helps them to uh, bring themselves up and then when they f- when they face obstacles later in life, they'll be able to, you know, reflect and learn less and apply the lessons they learned from obstacles in the past. I, I think that's true, but there's that's that's one of the things I've also learned from this going through these challenges. Uh, so many hospitalizations over the last decade right. um, is that you you can't really do the heavy lifting on your own. There are challenges in this world that we as humans being connected social beings have to do together. And there's no such thing as a, a single individual that can go through it all on their own. They Mm -hmm. have to rely on others and, and there has to be a community built around these people. Right. Yeah. Like I've like the word self-made I've, I don't know why that exists because I don't think that people, when people call themselves self-made, I don't really, I don't really understand that. Yeah. That uh, term because you will have help whenever you want it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like you don't even realize that you're, you're you're getting help in certain ways. And when people get to that point in life where they think they're successful, they've always had help in certain way from their oh, parents, yeah. from their family, from from friends. Um, it doesn't have to be always um, materialistic. It doesn't have to be money. It can be moral support. It could be you know just uh, encouragement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like so, were you taking medications during during the during the whole these whole phases? Were they were they helping? Uh yeah yeah like it's it's a very sticky topic I guess mm-hmm. for people. Um, basically, uh, there's there's a stigma around it. It's, it's something I've had to come, overcome myself to mm-hmm. sort of get away from the fact that. That some people think that that the medication is is a symbol that you're broken or something like that, but mm-hmm. it's it's not. It's just something like like the the thing with mental illness is that there's a stigma for some reason around medication and senses. But uh, my brother, he's diabetic. Um, if he didn't have insulin, he wouldn't be able to survive. Right. 
it, for some reason, it's it's viewed as a weakness to take medication and be consistent with medication. In some cases, some people see that. Um, it's definitely not something I endorse or get behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's there's medication, but there's also a holistic approach to managing it. Yeah. Um, there's exercise. There's uh, there's yoga. There's meditation. There's yeah. uh, family support. There's yeah. there's making sure you're being a master at something and that you're yeah. applying yourself. Yeah. It's it's not one single thing that makes you mm-hmm. successful in battling a mental yeah uh, a mental illness or mm-hmm. or disorder, and it. It takes a lot of work and a lot of day in, day out. It isn't a, a one one pill. So that, you'd say consistency is key. Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, because there are times where you just don't feel like it. You feel you, you you feel like crap when you're taking it. Yeah. You don't you don't feel like oh why why do I need this? I can do this myself. Yeah, and and that's where you, when when even you're feeling good, that's when you need to be the most consistent. Yeah. So make sure you don't slip back. Right. But, yeah, because my sister was um, diagnosed with mild anxiety uh, two years oh, a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and she was on medications and. I was personally against it because I I've I thought that she could do it herself. You know, she could she could meditate, she could go, she could exercise, and you know, just mm-hmm. uh, work on herself. But when I only talked when I when she shared the whole experience with me, she made me realize that medications do help. Yeah. Obviously, in in a certain dosage, like you can't like obviously don't heavily rely on it. And then eventually, she learned she learned that yes, like medications are just not the thing. Mm-hmm. So. Um, over the summer, because uh, she went to this phase mm-hmm. in the winter of uh, 2018, yep. and in the summer she started realizing, yes, like you know, there's other things to life. You can exercise, meditate, and definitely help with this whole situation. Yeah. And uh, so, so she gradually started tapering off, and it was great. Yeah. It was yeah. It, 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 for some people, like it, it's the thing is, it's such a case by case basis that yeah. you, you can't have a blanket statement that medications are good medications are bad right. like again i'm not a doctor I'm, yeah. i don't know anything <laughs> about medications so. dr dylan yeah exactly <laughs> um but i i just know that um it's a holistic approach you have to face and and you really have to face it with others not just by yourself it's it's a it's a community approach to trying to um find wellness right yeah. right um so through this whole through this whole phase, what was your family's role? Like how how have they helped so far? Because I know you said your mom was a huge really yeah part. yeah um, yeah. Before we re- even got on air, and I was talking about it, and uh, my mom, my my significant other, they, they've been so. They, I don't know if I would be here today without them, without their support and right. pulling me back from the brink. Um, so having a good support network is something that I, I really think is is something that we should all, if we're going through a struggle or not, be very um, very cognizant of having. Right. Yeah, because I think family plays a huge role. Because as, as, as being an international student myself, um, I mean, I'm not saying I've been through what you've been through. I mean, yeah. I've... It's it's nothing compared to. Uh, it's not comparing. Yeah, you know. But like, being alone can can take a toll. Yeah. Because you know when I was when I was first moving to Canada, I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, you're away from your parents, you can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. Uh, there's no curfews. You don't have to be back home at a certain time. But the thing, what I don't tell people about is that you know it's it's all well and great that you know um, when you when you when you're by yourself. Uh, when when things are fine, it, it's okay to be away from home. But when things go south, 
and that's when you really start missing home. Because I was telling a friend, mm. um, one of my housemates, that I, so I haven't been home for Diwali for mm -hmm. the last six, for uh, seven years. No. It's like the, it's Christmas yeah. basically for us. No, the festival um, but Yeah, and it was, a big, it was a big festival. We mm -hmm. celebrate every year. And then, yeah. And it's just it just sucks that you know that I, I that I'm not I haven't been there for the last seven years, but I, there there are times where I tune in through Skype or something. Yeah, I always make it a point. But anyway, uh, we're getting close to the end of the show. <laughs> wow, time flies. Yeah, flies by pretty fast. Um, so tell us about one or two things that you wish had you had done differently, um, and if any, the lessons you learned from them through university. Uh, under time crunch here, but uh, oh, just yeah, just one. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just uh. I don't think I'd do anything differently. Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess to like the first and second year students out there, like if you are going through something like this, I would say just keep going through it um, and and know that it is a manageable thing, any mental health or physical health for that matter. Um, it. Yeah. yeah, it, it is. A, you're, you are able to conquer it. Um, and just be patient with yourself. There's there's no rush. I think there's a a weird thing in university that you have to be 23 or 22 and know what you're gonna do for the rest of your life, and and you have to have everything figured out in this very instant. You have to. No, it, you you got time. It doesn't so. have to be perfect, does it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because so. we because we I mean don't talk about it because we did a few practice run-throughs before this. We did one. Right? Yeah. And um. So I thought that I'd be comforting my guest, like, hey, don't be nervous. But <laughs> during the run through, he was the one comforting me. He's like, dude, don't be nervous. Because there were times when he was talking and I would just run out of questions to ask. Um, but he was the one who was calming me down. He was telling me, dude, this does not have to be perfect. You just have to let it flow. Yeah. And I think it flowed. Today. Yeah. <laughs> it, it flowed pretty much. It flowed pretty well. So um, we're, towards the, we're, we're going towards the end of the show. What are your yeah. last words for younger students who are uh, listening to this? Yeah, I'm on the spot in here. I should have thought of this. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in the oh, it's, in, it's in the title. It's okay. Um, I just don't want to say something cheesy. Uh, you could say it. I'm always ready to cry. Always. Yeah. Um, I, I guess just know that no matter how dark it is, you're not alone. Right. I guess that's one thing. Mm -hmm. Like over the last couple of years, it's been there's been dark periods. There's definitely been bright periods. Like I I feel so grateful for the things I have in my life, um, and I wish we could have talked more about that. Of course, um, yeah. But but no, yeah. Just just know you're not alone if you are out there struggling right now. I know with this weather and everything, it's like negative ten and freezing, and people are finding it tough. But just in yeah. a, in a larger sense, like if if you're not doing well, there are supports on campus. There are things that um that isn't really a sign of weakness to come out with mm -hmm. it's it's a sign of strength right so yeah yeah i wish well that was awesome uh, thank you so much for coming in today i'm sure a lot of people have learned from your experience and i really hope that they apply it to their own lives um well that is it for the last word for this week um i'm going to be having new guests every week uh, for the last six uh for the for the next six months so please 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 tune in if you really have the time and thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I'm going to be playing a song. I have, I have no idea what the song is. Um, hopefully, you guys like the song. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in this morning. And have a great day.